we'll talk about the, the previous market really quick. Uh, obviously, the last year is not the time to be scaling your flipping business. Like unless maybe you're in the Midwest or somewhere where we're not seeing such a huge correction like we did in 2022. I mean, we're both in Southern California and yep. Southern California got hit pretty hard. It got hit in the mouth. You thought you're the man in Southern California. Everyone that I knew uh, got smacked around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So have I. Uh, but what I've noticed that is it's forced us to look at our business. It's forced us to look at what has really worked and not what was the market that was in our favor. Yes. And there were plenty of things that we did very well that we could continue to focus on. And then yeah. also um, I'm not buying as much. Um, and the deals I am buying right now are crazy good discounts that yeah. I could keep as rentals and the cash flow from day one in Southern California. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people are skeptical about that, but I just bought two properties in the last couple of months that yeah. are both going to be rentals and yeah. cash flowing from day one. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I've been buying properties as rentals too. I'm like, I feel like I'm a couple of weeks out from starting to flip again or just do straight innovation. So I've been working with Ryan at HRO and like starting to help get the innovation process progress in place i actually just interviewed today on the podcast uh gino oh yeah atlanta yeah yeah gino. yeah yeah gino's a freaking monster they're like still cranking he said that like 16 deals right now or something like that 20 to 16 deals like right now that they're closing on you know wholesaling on the mls so there's still ways there's still ways and you and you know what's funny too that like we could have been doing novations this whole time. And if you think about it, it is less risky and less capital intensive, mm -hmm. but we yeah, no, we're also adding that. And back when the recession too, to add a little bit more context, there was opportunities right when the recession, which was short sales, but I didn't get right into that right away because I had been more on the mortgage side of the business. Yeah. But then fast forward a little bit, I did actually end up doing a bunch of short sales and that's what led me to investing because I was working really hard uh, on these uh, short sales. I know they're not as common now, yeah, yeah, but yeah. back then they were just everywhere. Everybody was underwater, meaning that their house was worth less than what they owed on yeah. to the bank. Yeah. And these banks didn't really have all these processes in place to handle all the influx of people applying to get a short sale approved because you need the bank approval to yeah. sell your house if you're yeah. going to be selling it for less than what you owe them. Yeah. And so that opportunity was there. I didn't dive right in right away. I could have. So I yeah. wasted like a year or two to get. And then I eventually did get into the short sale space. And then I would see these real estate investors after my hard work of six, eight, sometimes even 12 months of working, negotiating with the bank to get a, this house approved to sell at a discount. They would go in and flip it and make way more than I made. And I spent way more time. So yeah. that's actually where I planned that, you know, the bug was planted. So I think we're kind of in a similar space right now. Where we're trying to figure out, yeah. hey, what can still be profitable what is working right now in yeah. this type of environment yep. because you know economic cycles they happen they happen and, that, and we're just we're just seeing a sharp change in the last yeah. six months yeah. um so we need to take decisive action but sometimes it's just like what is working and sometimes doing not doing nothing but just sitting back and observing is a very valuable so you can see okay that's that's a strategy that yeah. i could go and lock 100%. in and double down on 100 percent, and like I think right now, like I, me and you talk, have long conversations on the phone. Like I said, I feel like a lot of people thought they were better than what they were. Inflation was, you know, making everyone look good. You know, that goes down. Now you're seeing, you know, how dialed in are your systems? How mm -hmm. good is your sales team? How mm -hmm. good are your contractors? 
Because when when inflation is going through the roof, your contractors don't look that bad. Your salespeople don't look that bad. Your yep. systems, you know, if it, if things take longer, who cares? Like, yeah. oh, oh, or or even budgeting. When you're over leveraged, when the market is inflating, everything looks great. Mm-hmm. Everything looks great. Yep. But yep. once it starts to decline, then you're like, damn, my contractors are going over budget a lot. Damn, my salespeople, how many calls are they making a day? Oh, how much capital do I have in my bank account and how much do I have going out this month? So we're just going through the reset. But I think I think I want to hear your prediction for this year. But I think that the real estate market this year is going to be stronger than last year. Uh, Pace Morby, I interviewed him yesterday. He thinks that there's going to be a rate increase in February and August. Mm-hmm. I don't think that might happen. And if there is, I don't think it'll be as much of as, as an increase that we saw this past year when we went from like three to seven. So I think we'll have a healthy market this year. But what do you think? So, well, my prediction is that uh, well, I don't really, really have a prediction. I have more of what I'm focusing on that I've been working in. The three okay. things that I'm focusing on. OK, is we do have a rental portfolio of about t- uh, 26, 27 doors. Ooh. I have the 18 unit building and I own uh eight or nine single family houses in in Hawaii and um, Southern California. So we're going to just squeeze everything we can out of that rental portfolio. And that's also potentially including, uh, or not potential, we are already going to be doing the midterm rentals. Okay. Right. Um, With traveling nurses and things like that. uh, Corporate rentals. That's what they were called before. Really everybody started talking, saying midterm rentals. And then uh, some are going to be short-term rentals. And so we're going to just maximize our rental portfolio there because that's like 50, 60 grand a month that can cover all the overhead, cover the mortgages and all that. Yeah. You know, do some cash flow there. Secondly, is that we're only going to be focusing on home run deals, easy rehabs. Yeah. The creative finance. Like yeah. I, was, I, mean, I have experience with creative finance. I just haven't done a ton of it, but I've yeah. done some very profitable deals. Um, and then thirdly, is that we're going to be focusing what did work, but not. What the fa- what the market helped us with last year, yeah. and for me that would be like social media, would be the networking that we do. That yeah. would be we do host events in Southern California. Yeah. I mean, right now our last event we had four hundred people come out, yep. so we're elevating the community of investors in Southern California. And at the same time, we get a lot of benefit because of the connections that we do with that we yeah. build there. So those are my three main focal points. But regarding the market, um, what I think can happen, I don't think interest rates are going to continue to skyrocket up. Um, so I don't necessarily agree with pace on that. Um, I think that they're going to stay stagnant or they might even decrease, but I would encourage anybody that's watching this podcast to focus more on their specific market, because I read this book called Marketopoly. It's a, it's kind of, I think not a well-known book, but one of the things I took so much out about that book is that every market, there is no such thing as a national real estate market. That's how he starts the book. Basically like that's a fallacy. Because the reality is the prices in this particular city is not going to affect this next city over. And they're in the same general de- you know, territory, yeah. but they're different yeah. because the buyers are different for that. The demand is different. 100%. So I think you really need to know and be an expert at your particular niche and market. Yep. And that way you're kind of insulated from all the chaos yeah, that's happening. Yeah. And so for us, we focus heavily on yeah. the entry level, yeah. cosmetic rehabs, single family homes. Yeah. And and then at certain price points um, that are somewhat insulated because there's always going to be demand for a first time home buyer, right? Oh. No matter what the rates are. So we focus heavily on certain purchase prices in LA and then 
I do buy certain houses like in Hawaii and then that multifamily, but we know what our core business is now more than ever because yeah. we've had, we've been kicked in the mouth. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. 